You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I'm your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here, still breathing. The wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You picked that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you guys love this show, please support this show by going to subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. That's subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. We don't charge to view this show, but if you feel like you're able to, you know, whatever, kick in something towards the show every month, uh, this is the best way to go ahead and uh, do it. We always appreciate every uh, little bit that counts. It matters. So if you uh, if you think you're a subscriber, just go confirm that you still are. Uh, a lot of times if your card cancels, they won't tell you. So subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Also, if you want to download the show in podcast format, you can go to bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. And that's where you can get the podcast uh, courtesy of magical producer Trevor. So check that out today. All right, good morning and happy fucking Monday, December the 18th, 2023. What a weekend. Oh my God, what a day. What a Monday. So far, I've already had to pimp slap the fake news. I've already had to pimp slap virtue signaling fake MAGA. I've already had to pimp slap fucking disimps all over the place. And I've already had to pimp slap the Democrats. It's fucking noon. I've already had to do all of that on a Monday, it seems that everybody from all of these factions is dick riding the Dilly meme team uh, in a panic. Oh no, he's disgusting. He uses curse words. My God, what will we do? Holy shit, a guy that says he's been doing political entertainment on a show for five plus years and wrote a book with 136 F-bombs in it is apparently 10, 11 years later still speaking the same exact way. My fucking goodness holy shit that's okay that's okay i don't blame them i understand it i'd probably be curious too you guys are all sitting back and watching as i operate with my team with no publicists no pr team nobody having to go out there and push our shit and the world's most prominent fucking publications are all clamoring in my email to try and can I come watch your show we'd love to find out more about you yeah I know you would I know you would meanwhile all these fucking uh dorks on the right are jealous as shit because they wish somebody gave a fuck about them enough to actually write a hit piece they don't you don't matter you just matter to your fucking twitter following and that's it these there's levels to the fucking game and these people don't understand it yeah, you fucking call down the thunder. You want to call down the thunder? Really? A lot of these little nothings. Meh, 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 meh. These fucking dorks with 150, 250,000 fake followers that you bought because you thought it would help you with clout. Afraid not. You guys just need to fall back. There's levels to this fucking game. And some of you motherfuckers, you'll never be at this one. And I don't give a shit. Fame is for the fucking birds. I'm here for the people that watch this show. I'm here for President Trump. And that's it. I don't give a fuck about all this other stuff. It's so funny. Every time, uh, are you going to do the interview? Are you going to talk to the Times? Is it a big deal? Are you going to talk to the BBC? No, I'm not. But they're doing a documentary and they want you in it. I'm sure they do. What about Showtime? Are you going to do that? No, I'm not. Fuck them. They can all kiss my ass. They can all kiss my ass. I don't give a fuck. Are you shitting me? I'm not validating these fucking nerds. But yet, that's how I started my Monday. 
inundated with DeSims crying on my dick because I highlighted the fact that Casey DeSantis, in my opinion, is a terrible mother. I stand by that opinion 100%. 100%. I have seen absolutely nothing to contradict that opinion. Dragging your small children all around cold weather states living out of fucking suitcases during the month of December for a campaign that's down 60 is shit parenting. It's even worse when you stand in front of a fucking crowd and admit that the kids are sleeping in the fucking car because they're exhausted and it's 7.30 in the morning on a cold December day in fucking New Hampshire. So spare me your crybaby tears. I, I literally don't want to hear it. You motherfuckers are pathetic. Maybe that's your standard of parenting, but it's not mine, okay? So these people all, they just keep crying. I don't think it's fair. Everybody's fair game in my world. When do you motherfuckers figure this out? I'm not in politics. I'm not paid by politicians. I don't work in fucking politics. I'm not going to be a politician. So none of your gay ass rules where you're, uh, we're above this kind of, I'm not above shit. I'll do anything to fucking win. And if that means having to desecrate and demolish some shit that was totally honest, by the way, some shitty ass mom that fucking puts her kids out there for votes, then I'll do it. You can cut this up. Make, save me the time, dude. My team's going to cut it anyway and post it. But if you want to save us the fucking time, go for it. I don't care. I don't work for anybody. You can't cancel me. You can't get me not paid. And I do too much fucking work to get disavowed. So suck my dick and lick my balls. You literally don't have a move here. I'm not paid. I'm not beholden. So all of these people crying all over the fucking place, trying to call in favors. Are you going to tell them to stop? Are you going to ask him to stop? This is really a bad look for a, this is a bad look for Republicans. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, you weakling. This is why you for, you gave away the culture the last 40 years. None of you fucking old, fat, geriatric motherfuckers knows how to win. Because if you did, I wouldn't be sitting here having to do the motherfucking job I'm doing. But instead, none of you knew how to win. None of you knew how to fight. You're getting your shit pushed in by a bunch of fucking twink leftists that know you don't know how to fight. You just sit behind your fucking keyboard and your phone and cry like a bitch. Oh no, someone used the potty word. Uh, that, I, need to, I need to highlight that to win back the culture. You don't know shit. You don't know shit. You don't know anything. All you motherfuckers grifting off of other dumb shit Republican candidates with the same talking points. Guess what, assholes? The world changed. You woke up, it's a different motherfucking era. And that's why I'm here. And that's why the New York Times is on my dick and so is the BBC along with Showtime and every other fucking media outlet. It's not gonna go away. You trying to preach to me about what I should and shouldn't say in regards to winning elections that you've been fucking losing for four decades, kiss my ass. Literally kiss, kiss my ass from here to the fucking moon and back. It ain't gonna work, okay? It ain't gonna fucking work. I can't be canceled because I'm not taking money from anybody. The only people funding this operation is you, the fucking audience. I'm here for them. I'm beholden to the people who've decided that what I say matters and they've been showing up day in and day out for five and a half years. That's it. You got no other move. I don't give a fuck about fame. I already met President Trump and had an incredible moment. Got to take pictures with him. So you can't take that from me. And all you motherfuckers that used to be on my dick, you can't unswallow me. So you can cry about it too. Get in fucking line, losers. Get in fucking line. It's going to be that kind of show. But first, let's take care of a little bit of MAGA commerce. La 
Oh my god, you're get cancelled. I don't think so. MyChicagoCBD.com is why I'm so calm on this show. If you've always wondered, how does he stay so calm? This is how you do it. You get your say. Now, truthfully, I ran out of my My Chicago CBD uh, daytime gummies. Because if I had my daytime gummies, I'd probably be, I would have said at least three less F words. There would be three less F words had I used my daytime gummies. Unfortunately for you, unfortunately for you, I, I don't have them. And so now you're all going to have to deal with me hyped mychicagocbd.com has an entire array of products whether it is for your family or whether it's for your fur babies they've got you covered they've got products for your your uh, your loved ones extreme uh it, you know if you've got extreme discomfort is the word i'm looking for you can even rely on the delta 8 gummies which obviously do contain thc you need to do your research before you take those but some people who struggle with excessive uh uh discomfort inflammation and sleep issues it's a good option i myself don't use those i used them one time on the show it was terrible uh because i don't like the the experience of being out of my mind but mychicagocbd.com also makes a lot of non-thc products that bring a ton of relief for discomfort such as runaway inflammation mychicagocbd.com nighttime gummies are incredible they work really really well and so does their creams you use those on your muscles and your joints but they also make stuff for your fur babies. You got an older dog, an older cat. You can check out mychicagocbd.com. Find out uh, exactly which product works best for your fur baby and add it to cart. Then you're going to throw on promo code Dilly and you're going to get a whopping 20% off. 20% off. And uh, that's how you're going to get over there on uh, mychicagocbd.com. Promo code Dilly for 20% off. Once upon a time, there was a school, a place where kids would study and learn about history, science, art, and literature, where the teachers had values. And the student's education, not indoctrination, came first. A school that cared about a crazy little thing called truth, about teaching kids how to think, not what to think, where the teachers and students were held accountable. Hard work was expected from everyone and rewarded. But somehow, somewhere along the way, something went wrong. The culture went crazy and the teachers got weird. God and country were cast aside and our kids were being conditioned. Most schools have gotten downright dangerous, but now there's a better way with Gideon Math and Reading, the favorite curriculum used by homeschool parents, individualized learning programs that work so kids can catch up, keep up, and stay ahead. The Gideon Method is self-paced and focused on helping kids build foundational skills. Our curriculum emphasizes traditional values like family, integrity, honesty, and hard work, and no woke vocabulary or agenda. Gideon students connect virtually for this paper and pencil program where proper placement, high standards, and consistency breed success. At Gideon, kids build confidence through mastery. Give your kids the best and contact Gideon today. That's right. Gideonmathandreading.com forward slash Warminster 
If you are anti-woke and you want your children getting a legitimate education, this is one of the best places you can go for that. Promo code Dilly is going to get you 50 bucks off the registration. There are no contracts. There are no long-term commitments. You can try it out. The consultation is free. First appointment is free. And the registration is free. You got absolutely no risk making sure that your children are, uh, you know, that this is a good fit for your kids. It's obviously critical that you and your children are able to get them the education that they need to prepare them for the world, but also helping them learn the basics of, uh, you know, adulthood without all of the extra nonsense. Gideonmathandreading.com forward slash Warminster. Promo code Dilly for free, uh, 50 bucks off the registration fee. Free registration, essentially. Check them out today. All right, this is going to be fun today, so I'm going to tell you what's going on. First of all, we're going to slow walk the show. We'll do it slow. You guys know how I roll when I know I have a new audience. So here's what's going on. The haters are about to have a meltdown because something major changed. Something big has changed. I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, we're probably going to end up going mainstream. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be exactly the same as I am right now, just as belligerent. And they can keep dick riding me. It's not going to make a difference. Here's what's happened. Twitter, also known as X, has integrated finally with Restream. So I can actually see the Twitter chat. So what's happening is you're going to be fucking flooded with haters all in the Twitter chat. But I can see them now with the DLive chat. I can see them with the Rumble chat. I can see them with the YouTube chat. I can see them with all the chats, which is awesome. So shout out to the Twitter chat. I love you motherfuckers. I've loved Twitter since the day I signed up on that bitch back in 2009. And the numbers are going to go to the moon because obviously the more you interact, the higher the numbers go. So the haters don't have the discipline to stay away from me, which means they're going to come into the chat and they're going to reply. The more they reply to the show, the higher it drives the algorithm and the more fucking uh, eyeballs we get on this show. They can't help themselves, I promise. I promise. Hi there. Hello. Hi. Yes, I see you. I love you, soul. What are you doing on fucking Twitter, soul? So is Ramble. Oh my God. The whole crew is there. Good stuff. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of people. It's fine. I don't even care. I'm not. The thing is, I'll block on other chats. I'm not blocking on Twitter because they make me money. And I'm not joking. They literally are going to get me paid. Right now, the show numbers on Twitter are already up. Dude, we were doing 20, 30,000 fucking views on our shows last week on Twitter. And that was before this shit got fixed. So now it's even more on. Oh, I think my refrigerator's here. It's about to be chaos. Hopefully my wife gets her butt down here to get them. Randy knows. She already knew. I got a new fridge. The side door, Rianne. Love you. Yeah, I do the show from home. What can I say? All right, it was a big weekend. Let's talk a little bit of fucking what's going on in this world. New Hampshire, Nevada. Donnie J. Trump crushing it in both states. Massive turnout in New Hampshire. Shout out to everybody in New Hampshire. I sent a bunch of Dilly people as VIP guests. Um, first of all, thank you for attending and being respectful. You guys always uh, represent me really well at events. So I appreciate you guys going. I'm glad that you had a good time. I'm glad that you guys got to meet each other. That's really special. But President Trump was on fire this weekend. There's a lot of big things that happened this weekend. Uh, the, the polling is strengthening, not just in the Republican Party, but in the general election, Biden's in real, real trouble right now. Everybody knows it. The Democrats know it. The Republican uh, fucking uniparty knows it. The rhinos know it. Everybody knows 
not only does he have momentum, President Trump that is, it's looking more and more like an inevitability of his getting reelected. And they are panicking because the new culture isn't the one that it was before. The culture before was get in for your first four years, get a lot of things accomplished, get reelected, then go scorched earth on bad people. But we got interrupted by election fraud. And as such, President Trump was like, oh, okay. So you're gonna rob me of my, uh, my, my lawful uh, reelection. You're gonna hijack the country, destroy the US dollar, destroy the economy, destroy the border, destroy America, and you're gonna go after me and try to put me and my loved ones in jail, and you wanna try and take all of my assets from me in New York. Let me make sure I understand this. And once that happened, it became a different game. This election is a different game. It's you and me and President Donald Trump versus communism. And that's why no one gives a shit about hurty words anymore. Nobody cares about angry words. No one cares about off-color remarks. Nobody gives a shit that you're crying because somebody used the C word. He, he called her a cunt. And Nobody cares. Nobody cares. The stakes are too high. And so this is where we're at today. And every single day, especially over the weekend, they, they can't shape it in a way that makes it look like Trump's in trouble. He's not. D Donald Trump is absolutely in the fucking zone. The campaign is disciplined. The campaign is small and effective. It's not a giant campaign. It is effective. It is small. And it is smartly run. And that's why they're all panicking. And then, if I want to add to that, Jeff Rowe, the man behind the collapse of the DeSantis campaign, just bailed over the weekend with 30 days to go. Jeff Rowe said, see ya, bitches. He had backed up the Brinks truck, spending untold fucking, an untold fortune through one of his many, uh, he's got multiple businesses that he spends uh, donor money for these campaigns on. And now he backed up the Brinks truck and was like, Toodaloo, motherfucker. He said toodaloo. He bailed on DeSantis Saturday night. And Meatball now just lost the main guy that was essentially handling his campaign, organizing it, all of his assets, all of everything that goes with that is gone now. Team Meatball is in total and complete downward spiral. I, I don't know that they're going to beat Nikki Haley in a single state. They keep talking about winning Iowa, and I think they really, really need to think about this because I don't think you can beat Haley anymore. I think you're going to have a problem with Ramaswamy. They are toast. You've been taking L's one after another, and you still think, just like the Democrats, it's the strangest thing. Nobody cares about you being offended. Literally, no one cares. We have people in this country being murdered by illegal fucking gangbanging scumbags. We got somewhere between 7 and 17 million people in this country that aren't even legally here. We've got inflation to the moon. We got home buyers and home sellers upside down by $150,000 or more. We got people who purchased cars that are upside down by 30%, 40% of the car's value because of what happened in that market. And you think anybody gives a shit about the way people speak? You don't even, 
There are people right now that are struggling to put food on the table during the holiday season. There are people who are like, to hell with presents. I can't feed the kids. And you think you're going to talk in virtue signal to that person? You shouldn't vote for President Trump because a guy that makes memes and, and, and volunteers them with his friends for free is associated with the campaign? Do you actually know how dumb of a cunt you sound like? Or is it just like, are you unaware? Let's just all come, let's just come back to, to earth right now, Americans, okay? You don't have to like me, and that's totally fine. I don't like most of you, okay? Most of you new motherfuckers, I don't like you. I'm never gonna like you. We're not gonna see eye to eye. But I want what's legally, like what's on the Bill of Rights and the Constitution to be upheld in this country. I want to see babies protected in this country. I want to see moms and dads and legal citizens be put ahead of illegal immigrants. I want to see veterans put ahead of illegal immigrants. So you can fucking hate me. I can, I can get down with that. That's some personal shit. But the one thing that you fucking assholes will never come after me for is my politics because you know I'm right. My politics are dead on. I'm a, I'm a common sense guy. I don't want to see any of this shit. I want to see lower taxes. I want to see less fucking regulation. I want to see the government get the fuck out of all of our lives. I want to see the second amendment upheld. I want to see the border protected. I want to see the fucking trade done with other countries done to our advantage and not the reverse. And I want to see businesses brought back to the US. If you disagree with any of that, you're probably a communist Democrat and you should probably get the fuck off my dick. That's just the truth. But everything else, dude, kiss my ass. You don't like my personality? That's fine. I don't like your face. You don't like the way I speak? I get it. I'm not for everybody. I do this on purpose. I do the cursing on purpose. I don't want the biggest audience in MAGA. I don't want the biggest audience at all. I don't even really like fame. The shit is overrated. The only, th people, the only part of fame that's cool is all the wonderful people you meet. But the problem is for every wonderful person you meet, you're going to have to deal with at least two or three cunts. So you can kiss my ass on that too. I'm not trying to sign up and be a part of any fucking coalition of dorks, whether it's fucking anybody that runs CPAC, TPUSA, fucking DD, whatever letters they got out there. I'm not part of those crews. I don't want to be a part of them. Ever. That's not my deal. That's cool. I respect the fact that these people in these groups do things that help, uh, I guess, America and MAGA. Fine. That's awesome. I'm not a part of that shit. I don't want anything to do with it. You don't, you're going to tell me you don't want to follow? That's cool. You don't follow me. I don't give a fuck. I would rather, if you don't like me, I would rather you just block me or mute my account. Even better. You just mute me and then that'll be the end of it. I'll never interact with you. I promise I'm never going to seek you out. <laughs> so everybody that's crying about my personality, you're weird as fuck. Nobody gives a shit. It doesn't move the needle, okay? At the end of the day, I'm here for one fucking reason, to make America great again and to push forward ideas in, in different content that helps President Trump's agenda and Carrie Lake's agenda in the Senate, okay? That's it. And this is why we play dank memes. And if you were here at the beginning of the show, you saw those incredible memes. You saw them firsthand. They're the best in the business. And that's what we do. I don't do politics. I do culture. So it's kind of how it's going to work, okay? Yeah, we don't need mods. They can hate you guys. Those of you on Twitter who are interacting, I don't want that moderated. I want all of the psycho haters in that chat. Do you understand, Twitter? All of you in that chat, just know that every time you hit reply, it fucking makes us money here at The Dilly Show, okay?
So every time they hit reply, I don't give a shit. They could be talking about me. They could talk about my family. They could talk all their crazy shit. I don't care. It literally is every single time it drives eyeballs. The viewership goes to the, the roof. So it's fine. I don't give a shit. Just so we're clear. Dude, all right, let's get into this. I actually have a crazy amount of dilly in the wilds today. My ass is disorganized as usual because, well, I was doing a, a whole bunch of other stuff the first thing this morning. Some of you guys look like you had a friggin' awesome weekend, though. I'm jealous as shit. Some of your pictures are, in, are incredible. I see there was a bunch of meetups and looks like birthday parties or Christmas parties or some such bullshit. Um, some of you, oh, I saw some of you guys met in Nevada. Dilly Show fans were meeting each other, having fun, running into one another. That's cool. Let's see what else I got. Do we have any? We don't got any kids' pictures today. It would have been nice to have some kids' pictures today just to troll, but that's okay. I'm sure we'll get some Dilly in the Wilds. And then we got to talk about this BBC reporter. She was actually really respectful. I got. I must say, I, I normally would dog on people. She was actually super respectful, and she even took my trolling pretty well. And she even said Merry Christmas back to me, which I thought was classy. So, all right. With that being said, let's do a little bit of uh, Dilly in the Wild here. Can you believe a guy that plays that jingle actually has a potty mouth? Shocking. Hey, look at these beautiful bastards. All right. All right, crew. You're getting your highlight. Here's your dilly in the wild. It's oh, you guys look beautiful, right? Look at you guys. You look beautiful. We got Astethoscope. We got wheels. We got Midwest Deplorable and a bunch of wonderful, wonderful people with them. And now comes the uh, challenge. You guys ready? Now, I, I'm going to warn you, Midwest already said yes to the challenge. Midwest already said yes. But now I'm going to throw down a challenge publicly because you guys know how I get down. Astethoscope, wheels, it's your turn now. Because I already know what Midwest is going to say to me. I love you guys. I believe in, the, in your group, and I believe you can grow this group out in the Midwest and in your a, a coalition of people to be highly active during 2024. What am I going to tell you, Midwest? What am I going to tell you, Wheels? A stethoscope, what am I going to do? I love that you guys are getting together. I love that you're holding it down, but what am I about to challenge you to? You're not going to like it. There's only one way to win this game in 2024. There's only one way to win this game with absolute focus. Total and complete focus, which means no fumbling the ball, no mistakes, no unnecessary uh, errors. And how do we avoid unnecessary errors? That's right, a stethoscope. This was your guys' last hurrah with the alcohol. And it was a good idea. You guys went, you had fun, you had a little Christmas party. I want you guys to be a part of what we are doing at a higher level in 2024. 
I will not co-sign what you're doing if I believe that there's too much partying going on. I can't. It's, a, it's an absolute fucking hindrance to me. I don't fuck with people that do drugs or booze too much. You got to earn that shit. And I love you guys. Earn it this year. Fucking sober, sobriety. You want to get fucking high, get high on winning. I'm dead ass serious. I don't fuck with booze. You guys know that. You want to have a little something, get yourself some fucking Patriot cigars. But the alcohol, it needs to be gone. Get focused. I need you guys in 2024. I want to see you guys lean on each other. If you all start fucking, you stay completely stone sober starting together in January, you will be shocked at what you guys all accomplish in the first quarter of 2024. And that goes for anybody watching this show right now. This goes for anyone watching the show. Earn it. You want to have a celebratory drink? Do it in 2025 when Donald J. Trump is sworn in as the next president. That's what I'm asking for you guys. I'm challenging you right now. I know you're big fans of the show. I'm a big fan of you guys. But I want to see you go to the next level. That's all I'm asking. I know you guys can do this. As a community, you guys can do this. All you need, get yourself. You want to have a little indulgence? Have yourself a little fucking cigar party. You hang out, have a couple of cigars, talk to each other, game plan. No more booze. Fuck that shit. I want to hand you more responsibility Please make it possible for me to do that. I can't do it right now. I got a lot more I got to hand you guys. I can't do it right now. Look at these three beautiful bastards. That's what I'm talking about. You guys can do it together. Be a fucking team. You lean on each other. Get it done. Oh, this is a great picture right here. There you go. There you go. Dilly meme team out in the house. We got uh, supporters of the Dilly Meme team, rather. And law enforcement. Everybody loves the Dilly Meme team. What can I say? What can I say? Great picture, by the way, hon. Appreciate you holding it down. I think she was behind enemy lines with this picture, too, by the way. I think she said, uh, she says, reporting for duty in Okaloosa, Iowa at the Never Back Down shit show. That's what she told me. Hella funny. Oh, my God. This needs to be your Christmas card, ma'am. You guys will see what I'm talking about. Hold on. Hold, please. There you go. Look at this beautiful dame wearing my wife's uh, pullover. Eh, you love to see the Randy Savage shirt. And you love it when it's on a beautiful MAGA lady. There you go. Get it done. There you go. Get it done. I love these pictures. These are great. Oh, man. The husband got booted out of the fucking uh, couch. It's too cold outside. Can you guys spy the Dilly in the Wild in the background? Isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And then we got a couple of beautiful ladies who are hardcore Dilly Show fans that were at a at the uh, Trump rally. Hold on. Let me fix this picture for you girls. Whoop. Oh, there it is. There we go. There we go. And they were at the uh, Trump rally in Nevada for the uh, caucus, get out to caucus um, event in Nevada. And look what it, they ran into each other. Oh, my God. How exciting. Isn't that great? Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. There you go, girls. You look look beautiful. You look very festive and very uh, representing the brands. I appreciate that. I know President Trump loves it when you guys are out wearing the gear. And Lord knows I love it when you include mine in your outfits as well. So that's a good one. That's a good one. 
Oh, the swag, the swag, the swag. It's all available right now. That's a good one. That's a good one. And uh, we were just talking about this gentleman. He's already committed to me. No more booze. He straight up told me. He took it as a challenge. I love fucking, I love, I love people like this that are, are open to being challenged. And uh, I respect this guy because he knows. He's, I'm like, all right, I challenge you, bro. Do it. And I know he'll rise to the occasion. That's Midwest deplorable. Oh, look at these beautiful bastards. I love these two. Don't they look great? What a happy couple. Eh, always happy. They're always smiling, dude. I think you guys have a great life because every time I see you, you're smiling big. And lastly, I think I was going to show a picture. Randy, I don't think it would mind. This is me and my wife uh, hanging out in the house, uh, getting ready last night. We were going to see some Christmas lights. It's like this big thing. And Randy and I took a picture. And I thought I'd share it with you guys. I'll tell you to kick out. We were, it was late. She was wearing her PJs and the kids were wearing their PJs. And I'm like, all right, I guess we're going out. And, uh, and so the, one, of our, uh, one of the kids took a picture. Of, I think Phoenix took this picture of us. I wanted to share that with you guys because I thought you'd get a kick out of it. All right. Thus concludes your Dilly in the Wilds. Have we called the herd? Have we called the herd? We got enough people out? You guys know how I get down. I'm like, there's no way. There's too many people watching. And then I'm like, I know. I'm like, I don't have this many people that like me. So <laughs> that means we got a ton of haters. Oh, I was fired up today. It's been that kind of a day, though, dude. Like, people can't, they don't realize. Oh, we got some feds in the fucking chat. What's up, fed boys? I don't even mind that. Every time they click, every time they fucking reply, it's going to drive the numbers. Interesting, uh, interesting weekend. Hey, you got to call the herd. You don't want to be that famous. Trust me, you guys. You don't want this shit. It's annoying as fuck. People hanging on your nuts. I got, I got a fucking New York Times reporter citing shit from 2018. He's like, oh, look what happened in 2018. I'm like, bitch, I paid all that off and I got custody of my kids like a half a decade ago, over a half a decade ago. This is like the shit you have to deal with. Anytime you're dealing with them, they're so bad at their jobs. They don't look for modern information. They just go, well, I found some shit from fucking half a decade. It's like, dude, I w that was like six cars ago. <laughs> Oh, it was six cars ago and fucking four houses ago. Six cars and four houses ago. Brandon Dilly made a, a fucking deal in order to get custody of his kids. It's like, yeah, okay, bud. That's not fucking... Jesus, we covered this the day it happened. I gotta go back to 2018. I didn't even have a fucking computer. I was doing this show from the corner of my bedroom. <laughs> Investigative journalism. Fuck. These people are full-blown retarded. Anyway... Anyway, it was a, a massive weekend for the Dilly Meme team. I'm still, I'm so proud of this team, but uh, they, apparently the New York Times wasn't satisfied with their article. They were actually upset about it. And uh, I think that they felt like, you know what? We want even more traction than what we got. And so what did they do? They sent Ken out to make a video about the article that he just published. For the past few months, I've been following a crew of mostly anonymous video makers who have been putting out hundreds, if not thousands, of short video clips that have been used to help Donald Trump get elected in 2024 and to attack his enemies. The kind of viral memes that this group produces are not new. We've been seeing them for well over a decade on the internet. But what makes these ones stand apart is the coordinated efforts by an entire group with one goal in mind, and also the very slick and sophisticated way they put these out. The time. Empty talk is over.
At the center of all this is a guy named Brendan Dilley. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilley Show. I am your host. Who is a podcaster and a former failed Republican congressional candidate. He is the leader and the public face of this group. He also is the person that is in communication with people in the Trump world. In addition to Brendan Dilley, the team has more than two dozen people producing these memes, operating under a, a single hashtag called the Dilley Meme Team, and they unofficially call themselves Trump's Online War Machine. A lot of the memes this group makes uh, seem to be sort of uh, concocted on their own, but sometimes uh, Donald Trump himself uh, gets a piece of the project. One we're aware of um, was one called Let's Get Ready to Bumble, which is a series of gaffes and missteps by President Biden that was played at Trump rallies late last year. So we had just a little quick video made up. Would you like to see We it? learned that President Trump himself passed on some editing notes. The meme creator um, took those edits, incorporated it into the video, expanded it by a few seconds, and sent it back to the Trump people and got it there in time to put it up on the screen at the final rally of 2022. Take a look at the screen. The Trump campaign, when we reached out to them for comment, called the Dilly Meme Team volunteers. There are two big takeaways here. One is regulatory. Unlike TV ads or radio commercials, political content on the internet has few, if any, regulations about transparency or even the political endorsement of the message. A second concern is that if the Dilly Meme Team is successful and Donald Trump is able to retake the White House, we could expect other politicians to recruit their own meme teams. And that could mean we might see a lot more content just like Boogity boogity, motherfucker. Oh, that one hurts. That one hurts for a couple of reasons. One, um, yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, if we're successful in helping President Trump get back into the White House, uh, having meme teams is going to be a part of internet political debate. Number two, um, he cites an example of President Trump tweaking a meme but the problem is he's citing an example before Trump was a candidate. So you're, you're high. I mean, even, even you should have known the timeline doesn't make any sense, bud. He, he asked for a tweak on a meme when he was a citizen. It'd be like you asking me to adjust a meme and add another funny scene to it. It's totally fine. It, there's no, there's nothing, there's no problem with that. Thirdly, he always refer, they all reference my congressional campaign. Bro, it was six fucking weeks. I was shocked I even got on the ballot, dude. I had never run. I was still poor as fuck when I ran that campaign. We, we raised $50,000 in about six weeks, spent every penny we had on it. I was like trying to do my job, which was like life coaching at the time. I was still doing podcasts essentially from, you know, Periscope from my cell phone in the car while I was out campaigning. It was the funnest thing ever. I was trying to show Americans how easy it is to get involved on a civics level. Everyone always says that they go, oh, he's a failure, failure. I'm like, dude, I can't even fucking believe we ended up with a website. I couldn't believe I ended up on the ballot, bro. Like, I don't give a shit how it turned out. And frankly, you guys don't understand had I become a congressman, the fucking money I would have lost doing that shit job. I'm talking significant down fucking, like, I would have dropped my lifestyle by about fucking half, dude. It would have killed my lifestyle. It was the best thing that ever happened to me was not winning that shit. Instead, I got to see how the fucking hamburger and the hot dog is made from the inside. I got to see it all run. I got to see the corruption. I got to experience it on election night. I got to find out all about all this shit.
I don't give a fuck that I lost. I was just happy to have finished. You guys don't understand. Do you know how hard it is to run for Congress with 50 grand and no money to your name? Like my own income was zero. Like, I mean, well, it wasn't zero, but it was like, it wasn't significant. So it, it's not even a point of like contention for me. I was just proud that I finished and, and I was just showing them how to do it. And it was awesome. I had a lot of fun with that, dude. I got fucking crazy ass footage out of that. And uh, the whole objective was to show people how you could campaign going forward. And you know what? I changed the game back then. I was the first person to run for Congress that actively was using Periscope as a means of not only promoting my campaign and sharing my ideas, but also for fundraising. And then by the end of 2018, everyone was doing it. I did it at the beginning of 2018 in January and February. And by the end of 2018 midterms, everybody was getting involved. They were taking, all these politicians started filming themselves from Congress. I did that shit first. I was the first one to do it and put it out there actively. And so they're all like, oh, they're all upset. They're all pissed off. They're like, oh, you gotta, Tilly couldn't win. I'm like, you're right. I, I couldn't win that. I didn't know, I didn't know shit about politics and running for a camp. I didn't even have a real campaign manager. I had a fucking guy that was fired from, uh, from, from Chicago PD for being a whistleblower as my campaign manager, and neither one of us had ever run anything. So it's not a flex to be like, you didn't win. I'm like, well, who gives a shit? Like, Debbie Lesko did win, and she did a great job with that seat while she was in the office. I don't give a fuck. Like, it doesn't even matter to me. It was a fantastic experience. So uh, people suffer, I think, when they realize that, like, there's very few things that I really hold here as far as like, I hope this is a victory and running for election wasn't one of them. So <laughs> you can keep trying to dunk on me, but it ain't fucking hitting dude at all. Um, all right. That brings us to this next hit piece. And I know this is a really, very dilly centric start to the show. I promise you, I got a shitload of news I want to get to, but I'm going to make sure only the right people are here for that. So uh, we're going to get to the president Trump rally and we're going to do all that stuff, but we got to deal with this first because I got an email this morning and I, I'm, I'm thinking that a lot, of, uh, a lot of people that hate me don't get these kind of emails, probably because nobody gives a shit about them, okay? But as you all know, and you just saw, the New York Times did a hit piece, yada, 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 till he couldn't win in Congress, <laughs> gay, no one cares. Um, but then, uh, before that, I had turned away Showtime. Oh, you want to come on the conservative circus with us? Or whatever it was called, political circus? No, I don't. I don't give a fuck about some failed show on Showtime that's getting canceled. And no, I will not grace you with my presence, you peasants. Uh, and now we've got the BBC. Hi, Brendan. My name is Megan Toey. I'm a producer for the BBC working on a half-hour documentary film about the U.S. election primaries for Panorama, the world's longest-running television news magazine program. Our film will focus on the initial contest for the Republican nomination and is scheduled to be broadcast globally in early March, ideally just before Super Tuesday. Our UK team will be filming in various locations in the US in January, and we would love an opportunity to interview you about The Dilly Show and your headline-grabbing memes. Maybe even get a demonstration of how you go about creating your latest memes. Would it be possible to schedule a quick chat to see what might be possible? Thank you so much for your time, and I look forward to hearing back from you at your earliest convenience. That is Megan Toey, producer, BBC Panorama. 
Oh, Lord, lady. Now, I'm going to be, full disclosure, um, she obviously knows absolutely nothing about me, given what she's requesting. So then what I do is I go on, uh, I go on my, my Telegram chat with my friends right here, and then I say, wouldn't it be funny if, and then I put like something in there, and then they say, oh my God, that is funny. And then, um, and then one of them will make like a still frame, and then they're like, oh my God, I got this, bro. And then, um, and then, and then it becomes a meme of, after a couple days. Really? All right. So a lot of people, this, you know, the New York Times coming and, and, and asking if they can come to your house. There's a lot of people that do what I do that would love that kind of opportunity. Oh, my God. I can tell my side of the story. Look at the press I'm about to get. Right. And that's what they do. And then they fall all over themselves trying to suckle at the teats. And I don't get that way. OK, I don't do that. All right. I'm going to show you how to handle the fake news. Because there's only one way to handle this. There's absolutely one, only one way. <clears throat> I'm always polite, by the way. I'm not an asshole to these people, actually. I know it might shock some of you, but I'm not. I show people respect when they show me respect. And this lady was very respectful. So I respectfully let her know, I'd be happy to sit down and interview with you. The earliest I'm available is January 22nd, 2025. So there you go. I'm totally free to talk to everybody the day after President Trump is sworn back into office. I'm available. I am a benevolent leader, okay? I don't say no to everybody. And so it's not that I won't talk to you. It's just that I can't talk to you right now. I'm very busy before then. I'm very busy because I'm working on trying to save America and help the greatest president we've ever had get back into office. It's really not, okay? All right, well, and the problem is sometimes when there's misunderstandings, and so she was very excited, and uh, she, she, she replied me back and was, God bless her, just, just totally not paying attention. Thanks for getting back to me so quickly. We'll be in Atlanta on Monday, January 22nd, 2024. I believe you're not too far outside the city. Uh, can we schedule something for that Monday? <clears throat> no, Megan, you can't. Read my reply again, slowly. And to her credit, she actually emailed me again and goes, oh, I thought you just had a typo because why would you want me to interview you a year after our article comes out? That's what she said, or our movie comes out. She goes, well, I just figured you made the typo. She goes, I figured you made a typo because why would you want me to interview you uh, a year after the, the the documentary comes out. And I was like, I was like, no, no, no air. Merry Christmas. And she was like, Merry Christmas. BBC is hilarious. Listen to me. You can't let yourself be impressed by people because of their title, their fame, or where they work. And just because something used to matter, like the fucking Wall Street Journal, or the New York Times, or Showtime, or the BBC, just because something used to be used to matter, it used to matter to the culture, used to matter to Americans, we used to be impressed by these things, it doesn't always hold up, and I'm not impressed by any of it. So I don't sit and think, oh my God, I'm so, wow, what an honor. Fuck you. No, I don't know you, and this isn't a personal indictment of you, but you work for a cunt organization that is absolutely the antithesis of everything I believe in. So, no. There are a lot of people, they are so thrilled 
to know that somebody gives a shit about their work and they can't wait to talk about themselves. Now, let me tell you, well, my name is Brendan Dewey and I started out and I started over here and this is what I did there and I wrote a book and fuck that. I'll tell my audience directly where I started. I don't need some kind of filter or buffer in between me and the audience. It's 2023. We don't need you anymore, media. But this is what happens. They People get easily impressed and think, God, should I do this? And I think what it is, is I think a lot of Americans, especially people who are clout chasing, are afraid of like losing the opportunity to get famous. So they're like, well, if I don't do this, how are people gonna know about me? Wouldn't this help me expand my audience? And that's how they operate. And in my mind, I view it as a betrayal. I view it as clout chasing off of Donald Trump's name. And I don't wanna do that. The only person I'm ever impressed by whenever he wants me in his presence is Donald Trump. So if President Trump's like, yeah, you can hang out with me. I'm like, holy shit, this is a huge deal. But media, give me a fucking break. And I'm not worried about getting famous and neither are my friends. We've turned down thousands and thousands of dollars. You guys, we had more congressmen asking us to hire us, uh, more congressmen wanting to throw donor money at us because they're like, dude, I need help with this person. I need help with this attack ad. I need help promoting this. I've got people on my team that I know desperately need money. And you know what they all said? Fuck that. We're not interested. No, thank you. Appreciate you respectfully. No, we're not endorsing people. We're not fucking making memes for anybody. Unless your last name ends with Trump or Lake, we're not rocking with you in 2024. I don't know what I don't know what more you guys could want from people that are like trying to do the right thing when you're turning away opportunities for fame and opportunities for a payday because you don't think it's the right thing to do. Whether you agree or disagree with us, at least you have to know. We're fucking, we are solid in what we believe. I just turned down another one yet, uh, Saturday, Saturday afternoon. And they, and I actually like some of these people. Some of these congressmen that are reaching out or their candidates rather. Well, one of them is a congressman. One of them, I actually like these guys. So it's not like it's a personal thing. It's just, I'm not fucking saving you. I'm not helping you. I'm, I'm staying in the cut, man. I do what I do. And we are our own, like we're our own production company. So I don't need you to make cool videos of me. If you're the BBC, what are you gonna do? Like, what are you gonna do in a documentary to make me look cool that my own team couldn't do a thousand times better? So I don't need you to make me famous and I don't need you to make me some cool clips. Like, I don't need that shit. And this is why we keep telling them to fuck off. It's like, nah, fuck you. Like, you don't even understand what we're doing. You don't pay attention. You won't do your job. Sliding around on something on my, something stuck to the bottom of my foot. Oh, it's a sticky. <laughs> oh, that's right. I gotta get. Thank you. I gotta hold on. All right, here's what we're gonna do. I gotta do. All right, we're gonna do some more MAGA commerce, but I don't want to do that just quite yet because there's one. I'm not ready because I'm an idiot. Hold on. Did I? We'll do MAGA commerce in a second. I. uh I'm so I'm so behind today. I'm just like rushing around like a chicken with his head cut off. Hold on. I got to add something in here. I just realized I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to play a commercial that I don't have on my set. I thought I did. I always save them, but you know, you never know. It's a it's a chaotic day, everybody, okay? 
Um, I do have a bunch of gifts I have to say thank you to. I'm still working through the packages. I love you guys. I am I'm I'm admittedly buried, okay? I do really good getting through cards, but I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've eight boxes of gifts from the Dilly 300. I love you. I'm not ignoring you. I'm just fucking buried, okay? I had six more cards right here on my desk. I got the eight boxes of fan mail just since Friday. So I'm not I'm not trying to like uh, be a, a shit or not say thank you to you guys because I love you. I'm just buried, okay? My office literally looks like a fucking closet right now. It's got boxes everywhere. And uh, so I'm just trying to try to keep my shit together, okay? So please don't uh, take it personally. Holy fuck. I got so much stuff I'm supposed to show. I don't even know which one. I'm supposed to. Hold on. Hold, please. Everybody just be patient. I got to play a commercial that I don't have on my set because I didn't realize I didn't have it on my set. I thought I did. Hold on. It's a Randy commercial, so everybody will be happy when they, when it comes up. But I got to I gotta find the fucking thing first. Mm, not that one. That's an old one. Oh, my God. Those are old throwback commercials. Hold on. That's a old, Oh, that's a throwback commercial, too. I just saw a really old throwback commercial. It was great. Where the fuck is this one? <laughs> I'm sorry. This is what keeps the lights on. You guys know I can't do the show without my fucking giving my sponsors their love. Hold on. Do, do, do. Oh, I hope that's it. Is that, I bet that's it. No, it's not. Fuck. That's not it. The still frame is, a, is, oh my God. Wait. Oh, that was a good one. I should just play this one only because I like it. Oh, wait. I found it, guys. I found the commercial. We're good. We can officially move forward with the show now. Everybody calm down. Crisis averted. I can do the show and we can help out our sponsors like I'm supposed to. Hold on. There's one other one. This is also a form of calling the herd, by the way. Sometimes I'm just like slow walk it. Slow walk it. People are, have the attention span of a fucking gnat. So sometimes you can shake them from the show. If you stall them out long enough, you're like, oh, I'm going to go. Show's going to keep going. Just kind of like this is getting boring. I'm out of here. It's another, another fucking passive way I do cleaning up the uh, chats. Okay, all right. Now we're ready to do a little bit more MAGA commerce. Then we'll come back with some stuff. days ago I went through a coffee drive-thru and the girl handing me my coffee was so sweet she was like oh your skin is amazing it's absolutely glowing she said glowing do you mind if I ask you your skincare of course I told her about Kayleaf but here's what I told her they have a new Kayleaf Just Lolo butter which is of course my personal favorite Just Lolo orange blossom but one thing that this one does that's a little unique from the other ones, the orange blossom one is really brightening and firming, which is a game changer. And this stuff, aside from working like an absolute miracle, it smells oh, divine. I would grab this one while you can. Uh, if she discontinues this one, she and I are going to have problems because this is my fountain of youth now. 
<laughs> that's my wife. Anybody that's new to the show, um, that's my wife. So you can kind of kiss my ass. What the? Why do you go to black screen? Damn it. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> anyway, that was my hot ass wife. Uh, so again, I just stay winning. It's not the right video, but it's the right video. Shit. I was so close. Is that, How did I screw that up? That's not the right one. Is this the right product though, right? Because everybody wants this. This is like the most popular Lolo butter that you can get. Like everyone, literally, I've seen women come to fisticuffs over Orange Blossom. They like roll around and they're like, they're fight each other for it. I've seen this. I mean, probably. I, I'm assuming. I saw it happen in a video one time and I just figured they were fighting over Orange Blossom, just Lolo. It actually is. There's no bullshit. It's the most popular product uh, that Kaylee makes and uh, people, they love this stuff. You can't get enough of it. I'm not joking. Okay, so I kind of got it right. Okay, I kind of got it right, but I got the wrong commercial apparently because I made the assumption that it was the same commercial, but it's not the same commercial. <sighs> That's okay. Look, everybody will be okay. Everyone will be fine with this as long as you guys order a shitload of the product. You understand me? Listen, the sponsors in the chat saying I fucked up. You guys are the only ones who can save me by going and supporting the sponsor so that it's a happy accident. Got it? Okay, good. Our other sponsor of the day, myamericanamarketplace.com. And you guys know how much I love them. They are incredible. Why? Because it's run by Trisha, a 26-year naval intelligence officer and badass American. Trisha, I also want to take a moment to say something to you. I see the way you defend me on social media, and I freaking love you for it. You're a beast. You're not afraid of any of these people. I see you consistently, consistently in social media defending me. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, you do a hell of a job because not only do you sponsor my show, which obviously helps us to do the job that we do around here, but you go, you, you go to bat and you go the extra length. And that goes for a lot of our sponsors, but I want to single you out today and say, thank you. Uh, you're a sweetheart and uh, we appreciate your friendship and we appreciate you supporting the show all these years later, especially starting in the corner of the bedroom to where we are now, uh, where we get to tell the New York Times to kiss our ass along with the BBC and Showtime. So I think that's pretty special. So thank you. If you guys haven't been to myamericanamarketplace.com, it's a really cool store. Not only does she have all of the Spygate playing cards and a lot of the different poker cards that are specialized, just she made them. They're amazing. Uh, she has the Agenda 47 cards. If you're not familiar with President Trump's platform in 2024, she's got those as well. But she has even more fun products for you guys that are all American-made and perfect for home decor. So if you guys haven't been there, please check it out. You're going to go shopping this holiday season. Please give myamericanamarketplace.com a chance to earn your business and use promo code DILLY for 10% off all non-sale items. And without any further ado, Randy's Booty. Let's get ready. And we're back. How you guys doing? We good? All right, good. Interesting kind of show today. You never know when you're going to be put over the target. That's the thing is you, you wake up, you think you're doing one thing, and then you're doing something totally different. That happens to me all the time. This whole show should have been about President Trump, right? 
That's what I wanted it to be about. I wanted it to be about Jeff Rowe quitting, and I wanted it to be about President Trump winning. But then I have to get out of here. I got to come out of here. I got to talk about myself. Fucking hate that shit. It's annoying. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, if you guys don't know who Jeff Rowe is, uh, he's, he's a former fat guy uh, who changed his appearance but still is a sleazeball. This was him after um, 2016 when Ted Cruz got killed, uh, politically, obviously. When uh, Ted Cruz got destroyed by Trump in the uh, primary, and Jeff Rowe was responsible for that destruction, this is what he had to say back then. Most predictive about a presidential campaign, one is the endorsements that you get. Throw those out the window today. I mean, we actually won that, the endorsement fight. It's called the invisible primary is what it's routinely called. Um, how much money you raise, which is a pretty good indicator of just public support, blah, blah. Um, then you're, um, essentially it's the two breakdowns of, 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 uh, of press. One is endorsements and two is the meat is the meat is your share of the media. And so media share, we would measure not just on TV and, and newspaper, but also in social and Trump got $3.1 billion worth of free advertising to cruises we were in second place and we got 684 684 million and that factor more than the money more than the endorsements it was that factor that drove this campaign yeah and i don't i mean that's kind of like blinded about you know the sun coming up so i don't i mean part of that is on us it's fine you take it went a big part of the critique on us when you say that, it's, it's humbling that you would say that because you've seen a lot of campaigns about how you know brilliant I am and everything. But the reality is I had one job to do, and that was to sell Ted Cruz and make him likable, and we didn't get that done. You take it, a big part of the critique on us. When you say that, it's, it's humbling that you would say that because you've seen a lot of campaigns about how you know brilliant I am and everything. But the reality is I had one job to do, and that was to sell Ted Cruz and make him likable, and we didn't get that done. Yikes. Yikes. So that was the 2016 lesson. What what do you think he's going to say happened this time around on socials? What what's going to happen cuz that was interesting, Jeff, and you ran a campaign identical to that one, and we destroyed you on social media. What do you think? What's the value this time around? It was three billion to your six hundred million last time. What do you think it was this time? You got fucking bodied, dude. You got fucking bodied. You do this for a living. We do this, we moonlight doing this because it's necessary. The Dilly Meme team destroyed your online campaign. Team Trump destroyed your online campaign. I cannot wait to hear what you have to say this time around about what happened to that campaign and how much money was saved and generated roughly on social media. <sighs> destroyed, here we go. Jeff Rowe, chief strategist for Pro DeSantis Super PAC, resigns in latest high-profile departure. This is the biggest. This is the biggest. 
He's cooked. I don't know who would touch this guy after this. His name is fucking mud in political corners right now. Totally and completely mud. I don't know who would hire him. Probably somebody desperate who isn't on social media and isn't aware of how bad of a campaign he just ran. Because it really was. It was, her, it was hilariously bad. The candidate was awful. The candidate was short-tempered, unhinged, weird. Weird. He had a rough weekend. He didn't even stop. He gave us more shit. President Trump did his thing this weekend, but so did DeSantis. And, and I don't mean that in a good way. DeSantis was unhinged this weekend. Talking shit to some lady in the crowd. Oh, it was brutal. He doesn't even know how to handle um, people harassing him because he wants to look tough. But the problem is the way he does it, it blows up 100% of the time. Wait a minute. I just realized something too. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold the fucking phone. I just realized something. Was the lady that sent me her dilly in the wild the one that was just her, was got him fucking talking? I'm about to play the video, but it just dawned on me that a dilly 300 member was the one that was at this event. Is she the one that disrupted him? I just made the fucking connection. She was there. She took a picture with the sheriff. Is she the one that got removed? Is that why she took the picture with the sheriff? Are you the one that got kicked out, honey? Hold the fucking phone. We're about to give this lady her flowers. Hold on, babe. I got to get your picture back up. I deleted it. I got to grab it real quick. It was you, wasn't it? You. That's why I was like, why does she have a sheriff with her? I didn't know why you sent me a picture with you and the sheriff. And I realized now you're the one that got him triggered and fucking losing his mind. And you got kicked out of the event for it. <laughs> Remember when, when uh, Dilly 300 called him Rick when he was walking by? He's like, go get him, Rick. Okay, love. Hold on. Is this you? Is this why you, you fucking said you took a... You were such a based bitch that you took a picture with the sheriff that escorted you out of the building? Are you fucking kidding me? You got escorted out of the motherfucking building and asked for a picture on your way out? That is the most base shit I've ever seen in my life. If you don't know what I'm talking about... We beat Fauci on COVID. We beat, we beat. Stop it, excuse me. No, you know what happened? What happened is we're the number one rated state for education in the country. That's what happened. We are number one ranked in the country. Excuse me, I'm not finished. I'm doing my thing. No, stop it, stop it. Stop it. We beat Fauci on COVID when they were trying to shut down and keep kids out of school. We stopped it. We beat the Democratic Party on election security. We made sure that they had universal voter ID. No, uh, no um, uh, ballot harvesting has been banned. Sucker bucks have been banned. We made sure to beat George Soros when it came to criminal justice uh, uh, issues. Was that her? Was that fucking her? 
Why is everybody, did you guys know this was her the whole weekend? No one told me. And then she fucking, and then this based woman fucking. She says, sax girl one reporting for duty in Oskaloosa, Iowa at the never back down shit show. Did you get kicked out, babe? Hold on. Can somebody, where is she at? Is she in the chat? Are you here today? Did you fucking get that meatball rattled as shit? Is that you? I need to know the answer. I think it was her, dude. Because there's a bunch of Dilly members in here saying that it was her. Is she here today? Is she watching? Maybe she's on Rumble or something and I can't see her. Hold on, let me go to Rumble. I'm going to go look at the Rumble chat. Is this one of ours? Where are you at, honey? I think, oh, the lady that got thrown out is a, is a blonde? Is it a different lady? This lady's a fucking legend. I don't know. Maybe you were together. Maybe you guys went together. I have no idea. She said she she drove past the sign and decided to go back with Dilly gear on. <laughs> no way. It was her friend that got kicked out. So, okay. So here's the official story it sounds like. Our, this little legend right here did not get booted out. Her friend is the one who got booted out. <laughs> so, so she goes with her friend and her friend gets fucking nuked. Her high school friend that got thrown out and she was the one filming. <laughs> oh, that's a kick in the dick. Oh, that's going to hurt. Well done, ladies. Fucking well fucking done. Look what you did to this guy. Attention, please. Attention. I am gay. <laughs> Thank you, Brandy. That was, that felt a little more authentic. Are you fucking kidding me? This is the funniest shit. You guys are such legends. I still love the Dilly 300 member that called him Rick to his face. Oh, my God. You guys are legends for this shit. You never do that. That's not a good idea. Any other Don't attack Casey. Don't talk about Casey. It hurts voters. Bro was mad. Do I have any more clips of this fucking video? I got, this is so hysterical. We've got another one. What's this one? Is this the same one? I can't even tell if what I'm watching. Is this the same one or a different one? I got all kinds of angles of this. DeSantis, fuck dude. You don't know how to handle a heckler? You don't know how to handle a heckler? You're a presidential candidate. You don't know how to deal with that? Excuse me, excuse me. I'm not, I'm doing my thing. Bro said I'm doing my thing. Do you want to know how you guys handle, um, do you want to know how you handle it? You don't, first of all, you don't do this to some random woman. Excuse me, excuse me. You don't do that. That's like rule number one. Don't say in a lispy tone, excuse me. Okay, he's going to get his watch. Ready? <clears throat> she starts talking. 
Y y y y yo. Y y y y y ma'am. Ma'am, I'm giving a speech here. Ma'am, okay. And you just step like this. And you just go, security, can you guys, and I'm not doing this. And you wait, and security starts escalating out. You go, okay, where was I? It's the simplest shit. Getting aggressive with fucking women in the crowd that don't like what you're saying makes you look like an idiot. Yo, you just step back, you just go, okay. You guys deal with her. And she's like, and you just fucking wait. The worst thing you can do you definitely do not do, excuse me, especially because, dude, the whole weekend, everyone's social media was filled with, with gay sex videos from that Democrat staffer on the Senate floor, okay? Like, everyone already has butt sex on the mind, whether they wanted to or not. And then you come up here and you're like, excuse me, I'm doing my thing, ma'am, ma'am. Like, you're not helping. Like, if anything, I, like, I saw your clip and I was all, maybe like penis. Like, I wasn't even thinking that before that. Like, before that clip, I was like, gay Democrat staffers getting boned in the Senate. Left it there. Then I had to listen to DeSantis do the head bob with the fucking hand thing. And I'm like, he likes penis. I mean, I don't know that he does. I'm just saying that based on that video, I think maybe he likes penis. And I don't know that for sure. But when you use a lisp and then you fucking head bob with your hand up like this, People just assume you love penis. Because it's gay. Watch. You guys can watch it again. You want to watch it one more time? Here's the full clip. We beat Fauci on COVID. We beat, we beat. Stop it, excuse me. No, you know what happened? What happened is we're the number one rated state for education in the country. That's what happened. We are number one ranked in the country. Excuse me, I'm not finished. I'm doing my thing. No, stop it, stop it. Stop it. We beat Fauci on COVID when they were trying to shut down and keep kids out of school. We stopped it. We beat the Democratic Party on election security. We made sure that they had universal voter ID. No, uh, no um, a ballot harvesting has been banned. Sucker bucks have been banned. We made sure to beat... Total legends right there. Randy, uh, two things. Yes. Who are you talking to? Natalie, the neighbor. Oh, okay. I was make sure because you were out there and I was... Oh, yeah, no, she, she was just driving by with her mom doing some Christmas stuff and I, we were catching up because she's my friend. Okay, and then the, you saw the fridge? Yeah, I'm installing it right now. It looks good. Okay. All right. You let me know if you need anything. Okay. All right. Man. I love you. Did you know that one of our, our uh, people went and her friend from high school disrupted the DeSantis event and she he was the one that DeSantis was yelling at. What? Yeah, it was a dilly a woman wearing a dilly meme team hoodie went and she's the one she's filming her friend arguing with him and then he's no like world. and he's like excuse me yeah it was uh Did that's you post it yet? I've got to share that. No, they're talking about it right or doing it on the show. We just played it. Oh, see I missed it cuz I was outside doing the fridge thing. No, you were out there chitty chatting with your friends whilst working. Okay, all right. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. I was just making the point that he seems kind of gay. Totally. I'm not saying he is because I don't know, but he showers with guys, according to one congressional staffer or a congr uh, former congressman, rather. They showered together a lot. They had conversations. 
and he lisps and does head bobs. And he uses words like pizzazz and willy-nilly. We're just not going to go out there shooting people willy-nilly. Bro loves penis so much. It's like, God, give me a good penis just right now. I know, DeSantards. You're melting down because I could say these things. People are going to vote for Trump if you make fun of DeSantis lagging wiener. Anyway. All right. Thank you, Randy. Imagine basing your vote on something someone says on the internet. Yes. That's so embarrassing. 100%. All right. Go watch our shit. I love you. Yes, sir. I love you. Okay. <laughs> Stop it, excuse me. Stop it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Stop it, excuse me. Stop it. Stop it, excuse me. Stop it. Stop it, excuse me. Stop it. <laughs> Hey, new audience, do you know, oh, we do humor around here. It's kind of disgusting. You okay with that? That was American Pie, by the way. <laughs> hey, what's a shout out to the new audience that's not familiar with the kind of jokes we do around here. Why do you think I thought it was so funny they tried to cancel me for my potty words? Are you shitting me? I've been doing, we've been literally playing memes like that for fucking five years on this show. Four years at least. Yeah, you, you didn't know? Someone told you that the worst part about the Dilly Show was my potty words? Boy, are you in for a fucking surprise. Oh, these people. Just stop it. Stop it. I'm so disorganized today. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you guys how disorganized I am. I'm playing as much as I can. I'm just, I'm all over the place. Can I say? Can I say? Oh, man. Is this true? You guys want to see a really cringe, uh, is this real? Hold on, is there a video? Is this a meme? Am I about to play a meme and I don't even know it? Hold on, guys. Everybody hang hang tight for a second. This is hilarious. If you wanted to see the results of this weekend, this is a good place to look at them. Hold on, look at this. Look at this shit. <laughs> People. Please clap. Dude, he got 454 people on live streams. Are you kidding me? I didn't even know that. That is, President Trump had 50,000 people on his live stream and Meatball had 454. Dude, I've got 400 just on YouTube right now and I hate YouTube. Like, I don't even promote it. I got another fucking 2,200 over on Rumble right now. And another 500 on DLive. I'm not even looking at how many are on Twitter right now. Meatball. Meatball. Down he goes. Thank you, Mike and Brandy. <laughs> you guys are funny. Those are really fucking funny. I don't even know what some of this is. I got a bunch of stuff that I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. Right? We just, we banged through all of it. Some of it's memes. Some of it's news. Some of it's both. Let's see here. Oh, so this happened. I haven't talked about it because honestly, when it happened on Friday, it was like I reached my my like maximum uh, news discussion of 
of Democrat gay sex in the Senate. But I guess we have to talk about it. Ex-Senate staffer and alleged sex tape. How is it alleged? How is it alleged? Dude acknowledged it was him getting plowed in the butt. Snafu? Hold on. Why does the media do this? Why do they say that this is alleged? This isn't alleged. This is this is someone having gay butt sex in the Senate and admitting it. He acknowledged it in his tweet. He was like, that's me getting, getting smashed. I mean, are you kidding me? Hold on. Trev sent me something and I didn't grab it. Oh, damn it, Trevor. I probably just didn't get to it yet. Damn it. I don't even know which one that is. What is it? I didn't get to preview anything. Okay. Nothing's labeled. I'm just, this is a lot. All right. Hold on. The fuck? Nothing is titled. I got to just grab stuff and go, oh, I, I'm assuming this is it. I have no idea. Just grabbing. It doesn't. I don't know. Sorry, should I, leave, should I not leave this up? Is this is this hurting you guys? Is it upsetting? It's upsetting to me as well. But I'm like producer Dilly right now. And <clears throat> driving home the point. Senate is disgusting. I thought they said that decency was on the ballot. Remember that? Remember the false equivalency? We say potty words. They get plowed in the ass on the Senate floor. And they're like, that's the same. Do you guys understand this? Like a snafu isn't bending over and then ending. He was butt naked in the Senate. It wasn't like a quickie. It's not like you were like, oh, I got all my clothes on. I'm just going to pull my butthole out. It was, you're completely butt naked in the Senate, bro. There's no, that's not a snafu. Like that's a whole thing. Like you're like, I'm butt naked in the Senate and, and getting boned in the butt. Like that's not an accident. Okay. Like that's not like. That's not a snaf. Snafus are like getting caught picking your nose on camera or like tripping over something, right? I feel like that's such a that what a what a shitty way of describing someone having totally premeditated butt sex on the Senate. Like, how is that? Look, like you can't even snafu butt sex. I mean, you can, but someone's gonna yell at you for that. Like, you could snafu the hell out of some butt sex, but it's usually like, oh my God, Al, what the fuck? And you're like, dude, my bad. You can't snafu butt sex, like, calmly. Like, it doesn't go well, okay? You can't snafu it on the Senate floor, completely naked with another dude. Like, oh, but I don't know what happened, dude. I just, I took off all my clothes and I bent down to pick something up, and then bam, like, it was a snafu. It's like, dude. And then you filmed it in the Senate. Are you kidding me? Democrats are insane, bro. It's the most insane shit I've ever seen. And they're still like playing it off like it's not. Oh, like, ah, yeah, okay. So they were just being crazy in the Senate. It's like, that's not just being crazy in the Senate. It's desecrating the Senate. It's disgusting. I really didn't think I was going to talk about that today, actually. I like deliberately left out all of, because I left the video out. I'm not playing that on my fucking show. But... Like, I deliberately was going to, like, avoid that story. It, it accidentally snuck onto my my desk. That's a snafu, motherfucker. I don't even... I, we're done with this topic. It's, it's, it's gross. Yeah, it's not cool. 
Fnafu. Jesus. All these DeSantis people, I'm telling you. I mean, I'm assuming that's what he was. I don't know. I can't confirm that. I just, he sounded very DeSantis-ish. We're going to get to some more news. Just fucking chill. Everybody just chill. I know. Everybody wants to know what we think about different things. What's this one? Is this new? I think this is new, you guys. I know you're probably waiting for me to... Everyone keeps asking us to pivot towards Haley, and I'm like, why? Memeing Haley is lame. She doesn't have any clout. She doesn't have any money. She's not interesting. At least DeSantis had money to fight. Haley is useless. I'm not going to meme Nikki Haley. We already did that. She doesn't know how to take it doggy style. We already did that. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. One more time. Uh, we played that one on Friday, didn't we? That was a bur- that was a beard vet one. I love those guys. Got beardo fucking Merry Christmas. Fwah. Down you go, bro. Down you go. You're done. You're done. I think my team really, really was fired up this weekend with DeSantis. Is this another one too? What's this? This looks like, I can't tell if this is new or not. I wonder what this is. C3B memes. That was cute. That was a cute one. That was a throwback, I think. Was that a throwback? I think that was a throwback one. That was, a, that was well done. All right, let's talk a little news. So this is still hanging out here. My uh, my 18-year-old was asking me, do you think they're ever going to get this guy's client list? And I was like, no. Because the people in charge of getting the client list are on the client list. What am I talking about? vip or Viper Nest. Oh, snap. How Epstein dangled celeb pals to lure gals after conviction. Yeah, this story is still not going away. The Epstein client list is a who's who of our government and celebrities. Still not out. Just keep waiting. You guys just keep waiting. We'll see. Will they ever bring it out? Who knows? Let's add this also to the laundry list of... uh, Shit going wrong for the Biden family right now. It's not just failing polls. His daughter owes thousands thousands in income taxes. Lean document shows. They don't pay their taxes. So the Bidens take money. No, actually, let me back this up. Hunter Biden earns for the entire family using the name 
sells off influence, gets the money delivered to him, and then he makes deposits into the family's account, and the entire family chooses to not claim it on their taxes. That's how it works. This is what you guys get to deal with now. This is peak Biden family. Not paying your taxes on your fucking treason money. Wouldn't Isn't that something? No one is even... The media won't touch the fact that they're selling out America. Legitimate treason. But they'll cover the fact that they're all owed, owed IRS money all day long. Do you want to know who runs this country? It just That's the exposure right there. You guys know this, right? Think about the fact that, a, that a, the, these people could sell out America and the media won't touch the story. But one phone call from the IRS and the media publishes this shit. Who runs this country? The Rothschilds run this country. Who runs this fucking IRS? The Rothschilds run the IRS. Who runs everything behind everything? The Federal Reserve, which is a conglomerate of banks, uh, the center of which is the Rothschild family. So this is how it goes. So Biden sold out fucking uh, secrets to Ukraine and China. Nobody batted a fucking eye. Biden forgot to pay his taxes or chose not to pay his taxes on that money. And all of a sudden the IRS and the news are burying him. This is the real lesson here. The lesson, you can fuck off with the anti-Semitism, by the way. Like, just unfollow my account right now. You, we are not the same. You're going to slide in here with the anti-Semitism. Just know we are not the same. I don't want you as a fan. Don't come back. Talking to that motherfucker on Twitter. We're not the same, pal. Don't come back, please. Just not the same. Never going to be the same. I don't want you as a fan. Not the same. Anywho, it's pretty telling, though, that you they couldn't do shit about the Bidens selling out secrets. The media wouldn't touch the stories until they found out that they refused to pay the IRS. Once they refused to pay the IRS, all of a sudden, the news is covering the story. Really? It's fucking people. People say the stupidest shit. I just looked down. I'm like, come on. You're not one of mine, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <clears throat> and now we got more bad news for Biden. It didn't stop. I'm telling you guys. This is like, this shit is mounting. Here you go. Obama is fretting that Biden very well could lose in 2024. No shit. No shit. which is probably why the production company, which is the uh, ones who contacted me from the BBC, the production company behind that is Obama's. So the Obamas are trying to dox me and my meme team, essentially. Because they all know. He's cooked. He's cooked. The polling is absurd. I mean, it is so... He is... Trump is kicking Biden's ass so fucking soundly right now with independence, it'd make your head spin. He, he It's like a 25-point swing. It's like a 25-point fucking swing. 
and the momentum is there. Everywhere you look, Trump's momentum is there. Uh, I actually really like this clip here from Chris Lasavitis, who uh, the Dilly Meme team, big fan of him. He's a great guy. He's on Team Trump, and here's what he had to say. Winning Iowa, winning New Hampshire, winning Nevada, and winning South Carolina. You do that, it's over. It really doesn't matter, and that's our goal. Okay, that's great to hear, because Brian and I have been saying it all day. We've been saying if he wins the early states, it's kind of in the bag. Right, right. Okay, so great. So it's nice to know the Trump campaign feels the same we, way. We're looking at it that way, and but, you know, the president has drilled into our heads and, and of course we we talk to everybody out in the field and out in the states you know we don't play prevent d we don't sit around we we it's, it's a grind between now and those dates so and that's one of the things that's so interesting about donald trump's campaign is that it really is a grassroots campaign it really is despite it being this oh, i mean it's, it's both it's the, the grassroots campaign but it's bigger than any of the establishment political operative type correct campaign and, and, and as a matter of fact well first of all we're dealing with something more than just you know this is a movement as we yeah. all know i mean this is a national movement and um you know the this is just a demonstration of that but this what you see here is only a very small piece right it's not the only part of the trump campaign it's it's an important part, but it's only a small part. It's we have staff, we have hundreds of people right today in Iowa knocking on doors, getting things ready for the caucuses. Yeah. So while we may be here in New Hampshire, the guys and girls in, in Iowa are really crushing it, getting ready for caucus day. And so again, it, and it's multi-dimensional. You know, we're yeah. we're hitting all levels, so it's really good. So for the viewers that are living here in New Hampshire and they, they get excited, they see what's going on, they want to be a part of it. Right. What what do they do to help the Trump campaign here in New Hampshire besides vote? Besides vote, the most important thing that you can do, because all all campaigns and, and elections are local, right? Find ten people. Just find ten people or five people and that you know support President Trump and get them to commit to you that they will actually get out and vote on primary day. That's all you got to do. It's really that easy. If a thousand people each get 10 people each, I mean, you know, you're talking about serious numbers yeah, here. It's a serious. simple math game. And that's how every single person can contribute and help Donald Trump win the primary. All right. Well, I know you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> God, I made the mistake of, uh, thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> wow. They are melting on uh, social media right now still. That was Chris Lasavitis, and he's absolutely right. There will be no quarter shown. There is no, uh, there is no scenario where we call off the horses. Uh, we're not going to stop. Let me be like really clear about something too that Chris is talking about in that clip. Um, there's no prevent defense coming. It's pedal all the way to the floor. People are still melting down over my words about Casey DeSantis. That's fine. Melt the fuck down, pussy. I don't care. And I'm public. I've been public for 10 years. Any of you are welcome to approach me if you see me and talk to me about my language. I assure you, it's going to go exactly the fucking way it goes online. But people are always shy. They're all, oh, you bet you wouldn't say that. Dude, meet me. 
Say, wait till you meet me in person. I speak the exact same fucking way. I got crazy people out there right now trying to, oh, you're going to, one dude was trying to get me. To, why would I go to a DeSantis meetup to say that about his wife? Really? Like, like, do you know how weird that would be if I actually did that? I'm like, I have something to say about him and his fucking bitch wife. And now I got to get in the car and drive to, to the meet. You know how weird that is to suggest that? We're all adults here. I don't give a fuck. I'm not backing off. No, I'm never going to back off. And I don't feel bad about it either. I don't know why these people are so shocked. Like, it's like you all, like all these people, I think have been in this like weird world where you've been handled with kid gloves and you're not used to people just saying how they feel about your sorry asses. It's just going to go the exact same way. Fucking crazy, man. People are fucking weird. Got a whole country of weird motherfuckers right now. Weird. One man who is uh who continues to just impress everybody who's new to the movement or maybe been around it for a long time is President Donald J. Trump. He was a working uh working like a freaking dog this weekend. And I think we all appreciate that because he uh could be sitting at home just chilling with this much of a lead. Wrong. President Trump says no playing prevent defense, and that means no prevent defense even from him which means he keeps an insane schedule to save America. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're the best. Thank you. We love you. Yeah, sir. Thank you, sir. Nice people. Are you related? Absolutely. Are you related? No, sir. Have a good time. Thank you, Mr. President. We love you. Yeah, we did. We'll take back our country, right? The boss.
the boss. Look, uh, you guys ever have the opportunity to meet him in that kind of a setting? It's chaos, right? Secret Service is on high alert. They're paranoid as shit. They're attentive as shit. I love it. I love the job they do. They do a hell of a job, whether it's Secret Service or it's private security. Um, <clears throat> a couple of pro tips for you guys, though. Move slow, number one. If you go to engage him, move slowly, just for everybody's sake. Move slow. You move to shake your hand. You got to hand him something, whatever. Let him come and take it from you. Do not reach out for him. It's a big fucking no-no. You don't do that. Don't reach and try to grab the pen or anything quick. They're not going to like that, okay? Just trying to help you guys. You need to understand those people are doing their jobs. They're literally there to put their lives on the line to protect him. Um, so you have to, even though I know you're overwhelmed with excitement and your adrenaline's pumping in the moment, you have to remember what you're, who you're dealing with, okay? It's the most famous man on planet Earth who's taking on a multi-trillion dollar fucking network of psychos, okay? So you go slow. Everything's slow. Mr. President, can I have you sign something? May I hand it to you? Very slow, like fucking here you go. Here's Mr. President, would you mind signing my hat? It's right here. Let him take it from you. Do you have a pen? Thank you, Mr. President. Yeah, where, where do you want me to sign? I, can you sign it on the white part? Like, you don't want to be doing anything weird in fucking in his space, okay? You got to hold your shit together long enough. Like, you should enjoy the moment, but you have to remember also, this is a, it is uh, extremely um, nerve-wracking for them to do their job. So, many of you are going to have this opportunity because he makes himself available. It's one of the most special parts about President Trump is that he does do this stuff for all of us. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's stressful as shit for, um, secret service to deal with it, uh, as you guys can imagine, but the only way we're going to continue to be able to have that access to him is if we all understand that. Okay. Yeah. Super important. <laughs> hey, I wonder, I'm going to ask a serious question because I'm not a lawyer and I don't know if, John Cardillo is defaming me on social media by saying that I don't pay my child support when in fact I have a zero balance. Can I, can I sue him for that? Or is that like, I mean, I don't think he has anything. I, maybe I could get, I could probably sue for his Tuesdays and Thursdays with that pony. But like if he's posting that Brendan Dilly doesn't pay his child support and I have a zero balance and I can obviously prove that in court quite easily. Can I sue him for that? Or is that like, is that not? What do you guys think? Can I assume for libel? Because like, it's an easy, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I got a really easy fucking win here. I could take his, is it libel? Yeah, because it feels a little bit like I could assume for libel because I'm completely paid in full. I'm paid in full. And, uh, and I have full custody of my kids. So is that defamation? What, how does that qualify? What do you guys think? Do we, should we sue Cardildo? I have to prove damages. Hmm. I'm not really the suing type. I'm more just asking the question. See, the problem is too, that I don't want him to stop. That's the other thing. See, the challenge is if you sue him, he'll stop doing it. But I don't really want him to stop. 
so that's a conundrum. Because, like, the question is, is taking his rented pony on Tuesdays and Thursdays from him worth more than the free publicity about my name and the Dilly Show? And that's where you're like, fuck. Like, plus, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I wonder... It's like, do you want him to stop? I don't really want him to stop. I kind of want him to keep doing it. You know what I mean? And it's because that's anybody who knows anything about me knows I've had the kids for a very long time. <laughs> and they know that the thing he's referencing was part of a settlement uh, in order for, for me to get custody. Like, that's the part that's, you know, they're not going to mention that. New York Times isn't going to do me any favors. But Cardildo could have, he could have easily looked that up. It was part of a settlement. And one person was willing to give up certain things for money. And I was willing to pay that money because that's what you do when you love your kids and you got the money. So kind of how it works. No one ever, who <laughs> was ordered to pay this like, well, yeah, but what did I get in exchange? Motherfuckers have no clue. I'll tell you guys a, a pro tip. This will make you, you're going to cringe hella hard. Do you guys want to know a uh, true story? <clears throat> this is a true story. I actually pay child support right now. But I take care of all the kids. And it's not back child support. Do you know why I do it? You guys want to know, you want to know why I do it? I'll tell you. I make support payments so that it's easier for my son's mom to come visit him here in Georgia from Arizona. I wasn't ordered to do that, by the way. I voluntarily said, if you'll let me take him so I can raise him to be a man, I will keep paying you, even though you're not contributing any money to his clothing, his education, his food, anything. And I keep paying. And then what she does is she takes the money and she applies it towards plane tickets and hotel stays so that when she comes to visit him, they're able to have a good time. You want to know why I do that? Because that's what you do when you can. I'm able to do that. I'm in a position that I can contribute to her and her ability to stay involved in my son's life. I'm not ordered to pay it. I voluntarily was like, hey, I'll do this. Now, it's going to be filed that way. Maybe he'll look it up. Maybe he'll look up and see that I pay 500 bucks a month so that his mom, because she doesn't have the, you know, the money to travel frequently and she'll see, you'll see that. But I don't give a fuck. Like the thing that's crazy is this show started. God, I got beard, beard tickling my nose. Hold on. This show started with me, literally the, the very beginning of the Dilly show, those first few weeks was me broadcasting from my phone in the most disgusting CD motel six in California. Cause I was in court. Uh, I had a three day trial for my daughters. It's a dead serious. That's a true story. And so I was in a courtroom. I would do the show and then I'd go to court. And I was testifying and I was fighting for my daughters and I got them 100% custody. So it's just ironic, like the one angle 
that doesn't hurt at all because I literally have have documented the whole thing is my ability as a father. Like if any of these guys really had any sense, you would ask me for the blueprint on how to fucking win because that's all I do. I had to fight. I had to, I won custody, 100% custody of my girls out of California as a dad with a female fucking judge. Okay. I had 100% custody. And then I was in another custody battle for my son recently because I moved air, uh, from Arizona to Georgia and her and I, and I, to her credit, we were able to co parent a settlement. And that's what we ended up with. He lives with me now full time. And she gets to come visit him whenever she wants. And I put money towards her travel every month. So I don't like none of those hits. They don't land like the punches don't land. You can throw those punches, but I post so many pictures of me with my kids and all the stuff that we do together. It's like, I mean, you're kind of pissing in the wind. It'd be like calling president Trump a bad dad. Like it's obvious he loves his kids. It just that's what you do. If you if you love your children, you find all kinds of ways to make sure you one always are staying involved in their lives, and two, you're giving them the outcome that's best for them. And to to my son's his mom's credit, she did that. She was like, "Hey, you know what? I think at this point in his life, because he's about to be a teenager, he would be better off probably with you in your setting." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So, yeah. Anyway, a little food for thought for everybody that watches the show. And you, if maybe you're new to the show, you're unaware, but it's a truth. That's why I kind of laugh when they're like, oh, this is you're in trouble now, man. We got this. It's like you don't got shit. Like the one angle you probably never should have even tried with me is the one uh, regarding the kids, because it's probably my the biggest highlight of my career has been earning enough and, and and essentially succeeding enough to get full custody of my kids. It's like, it's by far the highlight. So there you go. Hey, President Trump was in New Hampshire. He crushed it as usual. Look at this crowd as we have a massive, massive turnout today in Iowa. Iowa, we had an Iowa, we have a New Hampshire. And you know what, this is what we need to see moving into this 24 election. This is really exciting to see that thousands and thousands of people consistently come out to support Donald Trump wherever he is. And he's spent a lot of time in New Hampshire recently because their primary is coming up on January 23rd. And so he's been he's been out here a lot. You and I have been out here uh, with him before. And so you wonder, like, do do people tire of it? Apparently not, because yeah. there's a massive, massive crowd here. And I, I joke about it with you. I joke about it with you almost every single time. But I'm always amazed that it's it's still full. Yeah, there uh, you can see the year uh, they were just the only candidate who can make this promise to you. I will prevent World War Three. I will prevent World War Three. Because our country has never been so unsafe. You know, you're talking about the power of weaponry today compared to the Second World War and the First World War. It's uh, times a thousand uh, most powerful weapons ever even thought about 
ever conceived, ever built. And we can't have a world war. And we're closer to World War III today than we've ever been at any time in our history. And the word nuclear is being thrown around every single day. When I was president, we didn't talk about nuclear. You couldn't talk about it. It was a word that was banned. You couldn't talk. Now they talk about it every day. We talk about it. They talk about it. And uh, we will keep you out of World War III. World War III is not going to be army tanks going back and forth, shooting at each other. Boom, boom. An airplane having a little fight in the sky. This is uh, the big stuff. And if it's going to be total obliteration, we cannot have World War III. We will keep you out of it. There you go. President Trump's message. I mean, I don't know who the hell would vote against that. You can see clearly right now the wheels have fallen off diplomacy with Biden. He doesn't have the leverage necessary. I don't want World War Three. <laughs> I don't want World War Three. I don't want to see a bunch of people die. It'd be horrible. It's Trump or bust, man. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you'd like to win, but you think you can't. It is almost a cinch you won't. If you think you'll lose, you've lost. For out in this world we find success begins with a person's will. It's all in the state of mind. If you think you're outclassed, you are. You've got to think high to rise. You've got to be sure of yourself before you can ever win the prize. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or faster man. But sooner or later, the person who wins is the one thinks he can. Brandy and Trev, well done, you two. Excellent job. Well done. I love it. It was a really good job. Isn't that beautiful? All right. I have a lot more show that I didn't get to do today, and I'm ran out of time, and I don't have a choice because I spent too much time talking today. We didn't get to cover all the content today. I had so much more content. It was Fucking way it goes sometimes. We'll come back on it tomorrow. I got a bunch more I got to carry in tomorrow. I got to go. I have a car appointment. God. I got to get the car serviced before we leave town. 
And if I don't do it now, I'm not going to be able to do it. And then I might end up on the side of the road. And I don't want that. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for everybody who joined us today. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless President Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, And I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a wonderful Monday, everybody. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. I'm not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican rhino sellout scumbag globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.